listening to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. I am Kayla Slater, your host, plant-based marathon runner, registered dietitian, online nutrition and run coach, and plant-based foodie. This show is about giving plant-based endurance athletes and active individuals evidence-based information and practical advice so you can be healthy and perform at your best. You will hear from me as well as other clinicians or coaches on how you can live a plant-based lifestyle for your health and performance. Let's go! Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Kayla, and I'm glad you are back for another episode. And today is our last episode of the year. I don't know if you guys can believe it, but I know I can't believe it that it is the end of the year. It has been, wow, a, a wild ride, a crazy year. I know a very tough, hard year for many of you, um, but certainly we got back to races and running, which was super exciting. Um, so I hope many of you were able to run an in-person race safely this year and are also doing well um, and having uh, a really good end of your year um, time with your family, hopefully, um, if you're able to see them. So as I said, today is our last episode of the year. So for today, I wanted to do something different that we've actually never done before, is I compiled three of the most best or most favorite uh, episodes of the past year. Um, and how I found that out was basically took the the episodes that got the most plays this year. So I took those and compiled them. Um, each of the episodes are 10 minutes. Some of them were a little bit longer than the 10 minutes. So you can always go back to those episodes. Um, I'll reference what episodes these were in the show notes if you would like to go back and listen to the full episode. But I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you like this format. Um, and as we go into the new year, you'll also be seeing um, new things. We're going to have a new podcast cover. We're going to have a new interview. So a lot, a lot of good stuff, new things coming in the new year. So I hope you guys enjoy this and I'll see you next year. Hi everyone, happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. I hope everyone's having a great Wednesday. Let me know if you can hear me, if you are on, let me know below. Say hey, say hello, I wanna know you're here. And also where you're watching me from. I am now streaming live through my Facebook page, my Facebook group, as well as YouTube. So let me know below as well where you are watching from. And yes, if you're watching this on replay as well, let us know below um, if you're watching this on replay. But today I'm excited. Oops. Um, I've been having some technical difficulties and I did forget 
one thing as well of what we're talking about today. So we're going to be talking about how to eat enough iron and zinc as an athlete without eating meat. There we go. There we go. Okay, great. I got it. So, yes, that is what we're going to be talking about today. How to eat enough iron and zinc as an athlete without eating meat. So maybe you're a vegetarian, maybe you're vegan, and you want to make sure that you're eating enough iron and zinc. This is probably, those are probably the most common things. In feet, I would say iron, low iron, I have run across that with working with clients with low iron that are vegan. Um, not as much zinc um, hasn't really came up, but I think zinc is probably harder to kind of figure out that that's the issue that's going on. Iron, you usually can figure that out pretty well because you are tired, you're not feeling very well. Um, you know, fatigue, um, you could, you know, it could lead to you, you know, really affecting your performance. So a lot of, lot of different things, but before we get into that, let me know, um, guys, let me know how your day, how your week is going. Um, I've been having one of those weeks of just up and downs and feeling good and then not so great and just struggling and just kind of pushing through um, a lot been, a lot been going on here. If any of you have been following my journey, you might kind of know things that I've been talking about that I've been dealing with, but we are pushing on. We're going to keep going. We're trying our best to stay positive. And that's what I try to um, really tell you guys as well. Um, we're all challenging. You know, we all face challenges. We all face uh, struggles. Um, we all are, even if you don't see it. So sometimes I think social media, we may not really see all the bad times and all of those things. And sometimes for me, um, it's hard for me to show those things on social media. So I tend to kind of retreat. And if, you know, if you notice that I'm not as active on social media, that can be why sometimes I just need my time to be away from it all. So I hope you guys though are having a good week. So um, let's get started here. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay. So how to need iron and zinc. I got my little cheap sticky notes here as well. Oh, as well. And if you don't know who I am, you probably do. But my name is Coach Kayla. My name is Kayla Slater. I'm a plant-based dietitian, nutrition, and run coach. So how to eat more iron and zinc even as an athlete without eating meat. So First of all, iron and zinc are very important for athletes. So iron is involved in transportation, transport of oxygen in their blood. So iron is so important, right? We can't perform without making sure we're getting enough iron. Fortunately, um, you know, iron is found in our blood. So for women that, you know, have a cycle, you may be losing blood every month. So a lot of times that can be why plus, you know, our diets and, you know, not eating meat, because um, that's a good source of iron, right, can affect that. So that's kind of where that comes from. Zinc is also very important as well to make sure that you're eating um, enough zinc. So number one is eating leafy greens and vitamin C. So 
iron, uh, iron is found in meat, but that that's there's two different types of iron. So the iron found in meat is heme iron. The iron found in plant-based foods uh, is non-heme iron. So they do absorb differently. So a really good tip is to take plant-based source, when you're eating plant-based sources of iron, so for example, leafy greens, let's say spinach, eat that or drink with vitamin C. So my example is always having a spinach strawberry salad or maybe having some spinach in the morning, you know, maybe add that to your smoothie that also has fruit in it or even adding your spinach to a bagel or having a, uh, maybe a tofu scramble, adding some spinach in there and also drinking some orange juice. So what happens is that vitamin C helps absorb more of that non-heme iron into your body. So even if you feel like you're eating enough, there are little tricks and little things that we can do to really increase that absorption rate because that's what really prevents us as vegetarians and vegans is just that absorption of iron and also just making sure, again, you know, and I think I talk about this a lot, but just making sure that you're eating enough as well. Number two is cook in a cast iron skillet. So it kind of sounds maybe kind of silly to you if you've never heard this, um, but it really is true. So um, you may know iron if you've, you know, learned about that periodic table, right? It's a metal and it kind of seems crazy that we actually can get iron that is a metal from a pan that we cook our food in into our blood. And that's actually what we need because usually we're like, no, 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 we don't want anything that's foreign, right? Or metals in our foods, but we do need iron and you can get some iron to your body and you can absorb it in your body if you cook in a cast iron pan. Now, my mom actually loves to cook in a cast iron pan. I don't use one. I don't know why. I've just never gotten one. Um, I mean, it does depend on kind of what kind of stove you have, uh, but they are really nice. They do, you know, it really does pan fry stuff and kind of make it crispy as if you're kind of cooking on a grill. So um, try that out. Um, you can buy a cast iron skillet, you know, you can buy a small one, there's bigger ones, there's different sizes, but I think a small one is only um, probably no more than $30. Uh, so that can help you to increase your iron. Good afternoon. I'm not sure who joined. Oh, I also forgot to mention that I am going live using StreamYard. So if you do join, say hi, let me know who you are as well, or click that link above to, to let me know uh, who you are. And number three is to limit the, your tea consumption. So if you've never heard of this, tea, and it can be any tea, but mostly green teas has the, the higher amount, is teas have tannins in them. Tannins actually inhibit the absorption of iron. So even if you're eating those non-heme iron foods, you may not be getting uh, absorbing that iron from absorbing that yeah the iron from those foods because you're inhib there's that inhibitor there so i'll tell you guys a little bit of a short story real quick but i used to be a huge green tea drinker i used to green drink green tea every every day i would say every morning i used to drink green tea i've never really been a big coffee drinker there's maybe one period in my life where i was more of a coffee drinker just because i was working like 
10 crazy hours in a kitchen. But um, besides that time, I was always a green tea drinker. So I drank a lot of tea. And when I first went vegetarian, I actually did have struggled with having my iron high enough. I was never quite anemic, but I did have issues with having enough iron in order to give blood. So I've given blood many, many times. I try to do that routinely. And something that I realized, um, and I actually think it was somebody when I went to give blood actually mentioned that. And I looked it up and thinking, well, how don't I not know this? Like I've been studying nutrition. I might've even been an RD at that time. And I was like, oh my goodness, she's completely right. There are tannins in tea that inhibit the absorption of iron. So for somebody as me that's an athlete. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. I am your host, Coach Kayla Rusher, Dietitian, Nutrition, and Run Coach. And I am so excited that you are back for another episode. This is episode 33 holy cow guys this is so so awesome and it's so so much fun so thank you so much for being here i'm so grateful for all of you that tune in weekly for these episodes so today i wanted to talk about why or sorry how to use a plant-based or how to use plant-based nutrition to your advantage as a plant-based runner or athlete so I love, love this topic, as you guys all know, talking about plant-based nutrition and focusing on how we can use that as our advantage because as we know, there is more research coming out and more athletes that are going plant-based that are even pro and are doing amazing, performing so, so well. So I want to talk about that today. Number one, eat a variety of whole food plant-based foods as often as you can most often so i say most often because these foods you can use to your advantage because of the phytonutrients there are phytonutrients in whole plant-based foods and those nutrients are going to help you to recover and for your run so after a run if you're struggling with recovery but you eat more plant foods and hopefully your recovery times will be faster you will be less sore and can perform at the intensity that you did fast a lot faster than before so that's a huge win that's an amazing advantage and i also say most often as well because there are certain circumstances as well that maybe we don't want to necessarily that we may have to eat something that's not exactly in that whole food plant-based no oil low-fat kind of sphere so um, I have talked about that in a previous uh, video live video so um, I can link that video as well um, for you guys if you want to check out that and more information about that and number two is to prioritize your fueling and hydration now this is so important i can't tell you how important it is to really prioritize this Um, i know a lot of people especially new clients that come to me they tell me kayla like yeah i don't really do 
you know, I don't really have a fueling plan. I don't really eat anything before, during, not really either. So I don't really know what I'm doing. And this is just so key because not only are, you know, you're using those, you can use those plant-based foods as a advantage, but also you won't have much an advantage if you don't prioritize fueling and hydration. So that is still so key, so important to do, especially in marathon or ultra training. Number three, get rid of all previous food beliefs and food rules. So don't think of plant-based, the plant-based lifestyle. We call it a lifestyle, right? Because it really is a lifestyle. And you know, I don't want people to come into it thinking of it like a diet because if you come into this with those diet beliefs, you're going to struggle. It's going to be really hard because you're going to think about more about restricting rather than focusing on more. And more is so important to make sure you're eating enough and making sure you're fueling for those workouts and those runs. Number four, follow a properly planned nutrition and fueling plan. Again, I can't stress how important this is. I know I talk about this all the time, but it's so important to really have a proper a proper plan because if you don't and you're just kind of guessing and you're just kind of going along your day, just kind of going with it, not really being intentional about what you eat, you can run into problems. And you may think maybe the whole food plant-based lifestyle just isn't for me. But if you're not really properly planning your nutrition, you're not prioritizing your fueling and hydration, then it's not that whole food plant-based lifestyle isn't for you. It's just you may need to make some tweaks. You may need to plan a little bit better in order to make sure that you're fueling properly for your workouts and your runs. And number five is to get support from a plant-based sports dietitian nutrition coach like myself. Again, <laughs> I probably sound like a broken record. It's so important to get help um, because you can do actually more harm to your body than good if you don't follow a properly planned nutrition and fueling plan. So it's so important that you do that. And as I said, if you do these things, you can have the plant-based nutrition advantage so take advantage of it make this the best thing you've ever done in your life because i very very much believe that this can absolutely change your life and not just change your life in you know the things that just just you know feeling better about yourself or you know your body things like that but it can also help your running it can help you run the best you've ever ran and not only that but that also goes it it brings along a sense of confidence a sense of just right that confidence and feeling of wow like I just feel so good and I can just show up for people in my life more I have better relationships I have a better relationship with my kids my husband whatever it is and that truly is something that will change your life so thank you guys again for being here you guys are amazing I'm so glad to have you a part of this community 
And if you haven't already, make sure you are signed up for the masterclass. So I am doing a live virtual masterclass class in Facebook through in my uh, Facebook community group, the Plant-Based Performance Running Community. On May 12th, we're gonna do a one hour masterclass on how to run your best as a plant-based runner without making these three top mistakes. So these are the mistakes that I see my athletes and my clients that I work with, um, the biggest mistakes that they make and we're going to be talking about that. So it's going to be amazing. I want you guys to be there. So please, please, please sign up. I will link the registration link in the notes um, because you will still need to register. Even if you're part of this community already, please make sure you register so you get all the details, all the information, the replay links, all of that stuff so you don't miss out. So make sure that you sign up and I will see you there. Bye. Hey, hello, welcome everybody to Tip Tuesdays with myself, Coach Kayla. I hope you're having uh, a great week. Uh, I cannot believe we're already in July and we are close to, or you should be around this time training for a fall marathon or half marathon if you're choosing to run a fall race. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, talking about really, you know, what that's going to look like, what you should be doing right now to get yourself ready for training and also give you some training tips for um, specifically for those marathoners, half or full marathoners. And I wanted to talk about having a good relationship with our food as well for fueling for the marathon. Um, last week, I was going to touch base on this a little bit and didn't, but this actually ties in really well to the tips that I'm going to share with you today. So let's see who's on. Hi, Joyce. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Um, glad to have you here. Um, so if you are joining if you are new here, I know there is a ton of new people in the Flat-Based Performance Running Community Group, which is so awesome. Thank you guys for being here. And if you haven't met me, I'm Coach Kayla. I'm an online plant-based dietitian, nutrition, and run coach. And I help plant-based runners to properly fuel and also feel good. So I also have that background of being a dietitian. So if anyone has you know, any kind of nutrition issues, dietary restrictions, you know, all of those things, um, definitely make sure to see a dietitian. So um, if you're joining, say hi, let me know you're here. I want to know you're here if you're uh, you're live. Um, also, I'm going live using StreamYard. So you'll see that I um, usually go live doing these lives on StreamYard. There is a link above and may ask you to um, just allow your name to be shown. Um, and in that way, I can share comments on the screen, which is really cool. Um, but if you don't allow StreamYard to do that, then I can't see who it is. I can't see who's on. Um, 
So definitely do that. Um, and then if you're watching this on replay, just comment below replay. If you're also watching this on replay, I know some people wanted to be here, but we're not. So um, I am going to tag some people real quick. So just give me a minute here. Um, I just wanted to tag them in the group um, so they don't miss out because I know are on this video because I know they wanted to be here. So let me do that real quick as well. And then we will get started with our topic for today. Uh, so let me find where we are live here and we will get started. How is everyone's day going? Is everyone having a great day? see where are we here it is hi Meg thanks for joining all right let's see um people, people that wanted to join um, don't see they're on you just tag them Kara said that she could, was it going to be able to miss it, but I do know that she wanted to be here for it. That's okay. All right. Got that done. All right, let's see. So I tagged a few people that I knew wanted to be here. Meg is here. Joyce is here. Who else is here? I see there's six people on. Let me know if you're here. Comment below. Hello. Hey, I want to know that you're here. Um, and then also my question is for you guys today is, are you training for a marathon this fall? Are you training for a race? Let me know below. Comment below, you know, what your goal is for this fall. Are you looking to just get back to running? Are you running a marathon, half marathon, 5K, um, where you're at? So also let me know that below as well. So say hi and let me know what's your goal for this fall. What you're going to, you know, what's what's your plan? What's your plan for this fall? Do you have a plan? <laughs> All right, cool. All right, awesome. Looks like we have about seven people on. Yay, Joyce is running a marathon the end of November. Um, Joyce is one of my one-on-one -on -one clients as well. So we are working together on getting her ready for her fall marathon. So I know she's gonna do awesome. It's gonna be her best one. Um, awesome. I'm here, but I'm driving. I'm not sure who that is, but <laughs> glad you're still tuning in. Be careful driving. Uh, Meg says, um, only training for uh, 5k again. It's been a couple of years, which is awesome. Good for you, Meg. Um, we do have to start wherever we are. So glad glad you're getting back into running, which is awesome. All right. So today, as I said, I wanted to talk about how to train for marathon and give you guys some tips. 
Um, oh, and Meg also said, I like to do half next spring and a full in a couple of years. Awesome. That's a wonderful goal. Uh, Jason is on. Hi, Jason. Welcome. Glad you could make it. Um, Anika's here as well. Good evening. Hello. Glad you're here. Anika's also one of our new moderators, so I'm glad to have you here as well. Um, you're going to see her a lot more. You may see her a lot more, but she's always been active in this group as well. Okay, so into our topic for today. Um, so tips, for, let's start with tips for training for the marathon. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. I know some of you aren't necessarily maybe running a marathon, um, but I know that you guys want to get up to that. So this is also good information. Some of this information you may still be able to apply to um, you know, two smaller races, even if it's not a marathon as well. So I think this will still apply to you guys as well. So number one is to have at least an 18 week training plan for a marathon. That's about where, um, amount of time you need to train. It may be longer depending on your goal. So if you just want to run a marathon for the first time, 18 week general plan is perfectly fine. Um, but if you are looking more into, you know, obviously wanting to, you know, having a, a time goal or wanting to really focus on performance or really focus on, you know, really improving, um, then obviously, you know, that could be longer. Um, but about that time range is what you want to have for, you know, thinking about training for a marathon. So most of um, I know fall marathoners that are doing them. So we know we have New York City is going to happen. Uh, Chicago is going to happen. So they're all October, November marathons. So those are big major or kind of big marathons that are happening. Um, so that is exciting. Um, and Boston, guys, is Boston also happening? Did I forget about Boston? Because I know it used to be April, but I think it might be happening in October. Um, I don't know if anybody's on, but if you're on and you can correct me, please do. Um, but yeah, so now is around the time that you want to start training. So about July, you know, August at the latest to really start training, you know, for that marathon um, this fall. Number two is strength training. So also have some sort of strength training routine two to three times a week, also including stretching, foam rolling, all of that stuff. At least 30, at least two, you could do two sessions of maybe 40 minutes, or you could do three sessions or three times a week, at least 20 minutes a day. Um, but some sort of strength training routine to prevent those injuries. Um, so you want to really focus on single leg exercises, band exercises, hip hamstring, kind of glutes, all of those things um, are going to be really helpful to strengthen those muscles to help really help the running. So these are really strength exercises that are going to work in combination with running. So I'm assuming that running is your main goal or running a marathon is the main goal. So these exercises aren't necessarily to right gain strength or gain Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you love this episode, then I would so greatly appreciate it if you were able to rate and review the podcast. And also, if you loved it, share with others as well on social media and tag me at the plant-based underscore performance underscore RD so we can get this episode out 
to more people and get the podcast out to more people to help more plant-based runners. And also for the new year, we are starting a, another group for the Run on Plants Academy starting in the beginning of the new year. So if you are interested in joining the program, it will be a group program for 24 weeks to get you ready for a spring marathon. So if you are interested and um, would love to get in, I'd love to have you. And we are only going to have a maximum of 10 people to keep this group small. So if you are interested, make sure you apply and book a call with me as soon as you can so you can reserve your spot and don't miss 